0: AMA 50 KFUO Worldwide at KFUO.org. You're listening to the Midday Moments program. I'm your host, Gary Duncan. It's time now for our moment in creation with Pastor Warren Worth of Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Arnold, Missouri. Hi, Pastor Worth. Hi, Gary. Now, you saw an article uh, from The Federalist. Uh, Why are so many kids rejecting Christianity? And it's a question mark there, and then it says, look at their parents. What's the details of this article?
1: Okay, so that article that's posted on the thefederalist.com was posted by Pamela Danziger today on March, well, on March 28th, actually March 28th of 2022. And uh, it has got my attention there. And uh, what she says is the cultural research Center is out with a new study comparing the number of American parents of children under age 13 who hold a biblical Christian worldview with those who adhere to competing secular alternatives. The results are a damning indictment of America's rejection of or simple indifference to a biblical worldview. She says, across all parents of preteens, only two percent hold a biblical worldview, which is defined as quote, consistently interpreting and responding to life situations based on a biblical on biblical principles and teachings. End of quote. Those with the biblical worldview have believe the Bible is the inerrant Word of God, containing all moral truths. And then it goes on to talk about. Um, how people look at these things, and it says fully ninety four percent subscribe to quote a blending of multiple worldviews in which no single life philosophy is dominant." end of quotation there and she says the needle scarcely moves for all self-identified Christians, not just preteen parents. It says six percent of them look at and interpret the world through a biblical lens. That number rises to 21% among those who are attending evangelical Protestant churches. So that's pretty interesting that so many people, maybe it doesn't surprise you when you look at the world around you today, but there's so many people no longer consider the Bible an important part of their life and how they would interpret the world and how they interpret how they would see their place in the world and how they would find meaning in life and what they should know and say and believe about life and the world and so forth. So that's a a striking
0: thing. Here's my thing, though. In society, in secular society, I expect the 6%, but that number of 21% among those uh, attending churches, that kind of surprised me. I would expect that to be much higher than that, 21%.
1: Exactly. If you're thinking that about 80% of those who claim to attend evangelical Protestant churches don't have a biblical worldview either, That is really shocking and upsetting, and it's like, wow, even in in church-attending people, uh, their respect for the Bible and a biblical worldview is not nearly what you would expect it to be at our time in life. And now, when the article goes on, she talks about things that have influenced that, and uh, surprise, surprise, the teaching of evolution is a big factor there. She points out that, you know, so most people receive their education in government-run schools, right? In fact, not only today, but going back to when I was a kid and when you were a kid and when our parents were kids, you know, the government has been in charge of most people's education, and for many, many, many years, God has been kicked out of the school. The Bible has been kicked out of the school, and what has taken its place is a secular humanistic worldview that is basically materialism. So a so-called scientific materialism that sees everything as just matter and energy, and there's no room for God, and you can explain everything as to how we got here through the Big Bang and through the theory of evolution. And that's made a big influence on how people look at the world, what they believe about the Bible, religion, and all of that. And so basically, if what you're told is what we know is from science, and science knows that there is no God. That really makes a big difference. And then, again, the writer of this post points out a number of organizations that have kind of made it their mission in life to make sure that there cannot be teaching about God or creation or even something like intelligent design. So the National Center for Science Education has been a major force in that. Um, The American Association for the Advancement of Science has been a major player in that, too, to try to make sure that you cannot teach about God, you cannot teach about creation, you cannot teach about intelligent design, even if you don't specifically open up the Bible to the opening chapters of Genesis. If you even just say, well, look at nature, look at, at... irreducible complexity in living things, that's not allowed. And so all of that has had a big impact on people's worldview. And, and so that, that's kind of what this article is about. Now, at the end of the article, the writer points out that some of that is changing because even not Bible teachers, but people who are in uh, the scientific fields, the more they study their scientific fields are coming to realize that you cannot explain everything just by millions and billions of years of evolution so she quotes uh, an astronomer alan satage who uh, was uh... studied under edwin hubble and continued his work after Hubble died. And he says, quote, evidence for what can only be described as a supernatural event, or what he calls a creation event, is there when you study astronomy. And plenty of other people in the natural sciences also are recognizing and have even signed a petition saying, we are skeptical of claims for the ability of random mutation and natural selection to account for the complexity of life careful examination of the evidence for Darwinian theory should be encouraged. So that's a hopeful thing That's even scientists who are not necessarily Bible-believing Christians are realizing that it's a big mistake to put this uh, very strict rule in place that no other Uh, Ideas can be even considered as if there is no scientific debate over these things. And so, real scientists are saying, hey, you know, we've made evolution uh, like a religion that cannot be questioned, and that's not a healthy thing. And hopefully, people will begin to realize this, especially also parents and parents of teenagers, uh, before it's too late, that people will realize you can't just uh, believe this evolutionary story and consider that's what's going to explain everything and give you and your children uh, meaning for life. Now, you and I know this. That's why we have these discussions all the time and realize we're trying to help people of our generation and their children and their grandchildren to get back to the Bible and to see what the Bible says about where we came from and where we're headed, and particularly uh, pointing to Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about, right, is that people understand that Jesus, the Son of God, is not only our Creator, but also our Redeemer, and that He who made all things in the beginning against whom we we rebelled by our sin disobedience, loved us and gave his life for us on Calvary's cross, so that by his death and resurrection, we might have eternal life with God by grace through faith in Jesus as our Savior. So that's why we have these little discussions every week, so that we can help people and reinforce people as they look at these things, that we can make a difference for our children and our grandchildren that they'll realize the Bible is very important uh, and that even though other people maybe aren't looking through the world through that lens, we certainly want to look through that lens of God's Word ourselves and our children and our grandchildren. So They'll know the truth and the truth that's found in Jesus who is the way, the truth,
0: and the life. Right. Would you like to lead us in a prayer as we wrap up this segment?
1: I would be happy to do so. Let us pray. Almighty and most gracious God and Father, we implore you to turn the hearts of all people who have forsaken the truth of your word, the faith once delivered to your church, especially those who have wandered from it or are in doubt through the corruption of your truth. Mercifully visit and restore them, then in gladness of heart they may take pleasure in your word and be made wise unto salvation through faith in your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, in whose name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Thanks so much, Pastor Worth. You're welcome. We are the messenger of good news. We are KFUO. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and wherever you get your podcasts. Just go online and search out KFUO Radio.